This is an EO APAC production, and the Phoenix is rising. Thank you for joining us today for episode 8 as we go around APAC to talk to entrepreneurs from the Entrepreneurs' Organization on their journey of change and pivot through life and business. Today, I have with me an 8-year member from EO Singapore, Annie Yap, who is the founder and chairman of AYP Group. Born and bred in Singapore, AYP Group is an award-winning talent management and innovative workforce solution provider, with Annie herself being involved in the HR industry for many, many years. AYP Group now has operations even in Hong Kong, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, and the Philippines. In the year 2013, they made a very, very big decision. Without any prior experience and no background in technology, they ventured into the software-as-a-service space by developing their own HR management system. And that is one of the things we'll be talking about today, among many other things, and how they went through it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Annie Yap. Thank you, Raymond. And hello, everyone. Thank you, Raymond, for um, having me here today You know, to share my journey. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Annie, for agreeing. So let's get through it because uh, we I only have so little time with you and there's so many stories I know of you that I wanted to share. But I guess let's start with uh, AYP Group first. Uh. You started this company in 2009? Yeah, yeah. I started in 2009 with like, you know, doing re executive search and recruitment. So I always believe that, you know, really have to uh, begin with the end in mind. So I thought, you know, I wanted really to grow my recruitment empire, you know. So I started uh, with Singapore, I go to Hong Kong, you know, go to, you know, several countries in Asia. La. But as I uh, move forward, right, I realized that the recruitment business is very much, you know, disrupted yeah, by a few things. You know, firstly, first and foremost, is disrupted by LinkedIn, you know, so people, you know, don't need recruiter anymore. They go to LinkedIn, they put their own job advertisement and all this. And they're also, I'm also disrupted by um, uh, AI, you know, companies using like AI robotic, you know, recruiter to recruit their, their, their people. And another thing is that a recruitment business is also heavily label intensive in the sense that uh, X, uh, like one recruiter can only handle X number of assignments as, at one go. So I was thinking if I want to scale the business, I have to hire number of recruiters as my assignments get more and more. So I find that this is not so scalable. Mm. Yeah. And how can I scale? Yeah, I guess it's because, like you say, it's very label intensive. Mm -hmm. Is it because like every, every recruiter has to go through... Uh, scanning and has to do like initial interviews, finding the right candidate for Yes, people. exactly. Yes, exactly. So they have to go through that, that process. Yeah. And um, and they only have, that's, uh, everyone only have like eight or 10 hours a day, you know, working productive, right? So uh, they can only do this X number of things at one time. Sometimes when they leave the company, right, they leave with the client. So, mm. yeah, a lot of times the clients are not loyal to your company brand. They are more loyal to the recruiter. Yeah. 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 I, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> you know, I'm in a IT consulting business, right? And my consultants are directly facing the customers. And a lot of times they feel connected to the consultant, not mm. the company. Yes. Right? Yep. What, what did you move mm. towards to? Yeah, so uh, uh, I chanced upon a payroll outsourcing company. 
So I thought, eh, okay, this is interesting, you know, because this uh, outsourcing um, company, right, payroll outsourcing, it's kind of like giving give you this recurring income, you know, because when companies outsource their uh, payroll, they don't outsource just one month, not like recruitment. Recruitment is like, you know, they do one-time recruitment, you know, then next time they have to wait for the next assignment. Whereas for uh, payroll outsourcing, typically they will sign on for one year, two years. Yeah, so... I chance upon this company, so I thought that it can add value, I can diversify, so I acquired this company. So that's the first number one step. Then the number two step was that, you know, um, I also um, heard, I'm, I'm a Christian, so, so I heard, you know, God telling me to digitalize my business. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, so I thought, like, and I asked God, you know, what, what, what business to digitalize? Because I'm a service person, I do recruitment all my life with 15 years in my previous company and uh, 10 years in AYP, 25 years of recruitment. I don't know anything else, you know. And you're um, not in technology, right? Yes, yeah, I only use Job Street and Jobs DB, you know, to advertise. So God say, just digitalize. So I asked a few weeks are uh, no response so I, I, I jump into it also I, I, I tell myself I cannot wait already I must you know digitalize so the first thing I do because I'm a recruitment I use job board so I actually set up my own you know job board you know called life size board yeah so that's the first thing wow. I digitalize yeah so but after investing in that journey right you know for uh, about two years and a lot of money I realized that hey, I, that's not the way to go yeah. So and also at that crossroad, um, my client uh, that outsourced uh, payroll to us when we were like competing for outsourcing project, uh, uh, the cost of the software, you know, supersede the cost of the service delivery. So oh. I say, huh, like that, uh, wow, how to make money? You know, I pay all to the software vendor. So uh, at that point, uh, I find that I since I got tech people, so I say maybe uh, I should develop my own HR or payroll software. So I started, you know, with that. And as I go along, I actually cut the uh, job board, life science board. Mm. So sometimes in, in, in the business, uh, you must be prepared to cut, you know, uh, if let's say that's not the right direction, right? Even if you have invested a lot of resources and money already, you must be prepared to cut it, uh, cut it off. That must have been a very difficult decision, right? Because you've invested so much. Yes. How, how, yes. Do, you make, how do you make that kind of decisions knowing that it's okay? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I, I guess really like, you know, there's no choice because if let's say I were to, I always believe if you say yes to this, you're actually saying no to the other one. So if I say yes to this software, uh, this uh, life science board, right, I'm actually saying no to my payroll software. So likewise, when I tell my people, if you are doing um, like, you know, my software developer, so sometimes like they got disrupted because different department people come and kachow them and ask them to do things, right? And I say, if you are saying yes to them, you're pleasing them, but you're saying no to your KPI. Yeah, so likewise for this investment, right? So if I'm saying yes to life science, but continue that, I'm saying no to my payroll software, my just talent. So I guess I have to just cut it and focus. Mm. Yeah. And what were the results that I, I'm sure, you know, every one of these, there's always a rainbow story, mm. la, right? And, and what was yours? 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I really thank God lah, because of this uh, pivoting. So right now, you know, we can actually, we're exposed to a lot of possibilities. It's no longer just recruitment, which is so limiting, right? So right now we are into uh, managing a global, you know, hybrid uh, remote workforce. So as you know, uh, right now with this COVID attacking the world still. The good side of this is that companies can tap into remote workforce. Like my um, recruiter, uh, my software developer, right? Some of them sits in Vietnam, some of them sits in Malaysia. I'm looking at like, can I hire people in Israel or, you know, even in the Eastern Europe uh, uh, country? So with that, right, I'm, I'm sure many of my clients are looking into like, you know, tapping into resource globally or hiring freelancer to do some part of their work, you know, globally. So my this uh, particular platform, they are able to manage you know this entire uh, remote and hybrid workforce by building a lot of connection APIs, you know, and having a lot of data analytic, you know, uh, in the whole platform. I guess that's true. Globalization, right? As borders yeah. uh, start falling, walls start falling, mm-hmm. and I think it's very interesting, right? Because I think from a currency perspective, it's a very big advantage. Right, going to countries like neighboring yes. countries up north oh, yeah. in Asia, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like from the efficiency point of view, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, a a lot uh, more cost effective. You get the same. And then it puts my people in Singapore on the toll also, you know, to really compete with global and regional talents. Now, I I think uh, many of us uh, in a business, we we all go through different pivots in our business. And we all know that uh, we have to make a change. If not, if things remain as it is, we may not be around anymore. And I think you yeah. have exemplified that when you decided to listen to the calling up above and really listen to God and saying that, uh, do tech. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you more on a personal level. Uh, sure. And I hope that you're allowing me, allow me to do that. Uh, Definitely. W- was there any changes or pivots that happened in your life, whether it is in conjunction with this or... You know, something that you really felt that you needed to change and was difficult for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, especially, you know, in terms of, I mean, there are, there, are, there are two aspects, you know, of course, like in terms of marriage, you also need to continue to change, you know, uh, 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 at every point in time. My husband told me that uh, he has uh, married a woman that, that has changes at least like three or four times, three or four versions of any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, from the parenting, I mean, I want to share my experience from like as a mother, you know, point of view. So even as a mother, right, we need to constantly grow, you know, and learn. Yeah. So one of the uh, key thing that really, really transformed me was my my relationship, you know, with my sons. Uh, one of my son, my eldest son, you know, he didn't do well for his PSLE. You know, in Singapore, this uh, they take PSLE at the age of twelve. Okay. So whereby then they will go to like various secondary school, right? So he didn't do well. So he fumbled. So as a mother, the first thing I do is to jump in to help him. You know, so I jump in and help him and I send him to an international school. So when he went to international school, he doesn't um he doesn't value, he doesn't value that because he feels that you know. I should have let him, you know, go to, you know, because he, he felt that he suffered in the international school somehow. Yeah, so he focused a lot on to gaming. Uh, 
Mm. You know, his results were so poor. You know, he slipped, he slept in class all the time. Every time I go to meet the teacher session, right, the teacher will say that, oh, you know, Andy didn't do well. You know, he sleep all the time. If he continue to do this, he's going to like maybe drive the bus, become a bus driver because his higher education will be a PSLE. Mm. because they do international uh, the IB program yeah so year on year right he has been you know doing that so I have been uh, having a very difficult you know uh, relationship with him you know because he has been gaming he has been fo- he's so stressed you know that he focuses his focus is energy just on gaming in gaming he can forget about you know, the the reality of life, you know, he can forget about exams, he can forget about, you know, all the stress at work, at his school, at school. So he focused on gaming. He game until very late and, you know, my my room is just next to his room. Every night, you know, I get attacked. You know, that, oh, how how if he fail? You know, how if this happened? How if that happened? And every time I would stop, you know, I switch off the internet and everything, I've got in, gone into fights, you know, with him. Yeah, so the more I step in, the more fight, you know, we become and the, the more f- the relationship just get you know very very strained so um, um having said that right so i kept you know praying you know and then uh my uh, uh care group leader told me that you just have to keep believing that his future is bright yeah so what you see is temporal so i just keep believing that his future is bright so whenever i see him gaming you know i just close two eyes i close one eyes not enough i close two wow. eyes yeah you just keep believing that the end result you don't care what is in the middle yeah, yeah it's just like managing a business right you know you don't care what is in the middle if you care what is in the middle you become micromanaging you just care about the outcome so i just care about outcome i know his future is bright you can game all the time 24 hours never mind but eventually your future is going to be bright so true enough you know the transformation came because of me not focusing on him you know or forcing him to do what i think he should do and let him pursue his dream, you know. So he found his love in terms of film, uh, filming. In this subject, he really particularly loved it and he becomes so motivated in doing it. And he eventually he did well. Yeah, because he found his passion, his motivation, you know, he did well, you know, and he stopped. He, he, he became very disciplined in terms of like the gaming. He know what he has to prioritize. Yeah, so, and the relationship really changed. So because I tell myself, do I value my own rights more important do i think do, do i think right is more important or do i think that the relationship is more important so i think to have a good relationship is definitely more important to be to be right mm. yeah but i can imagine that is so difficult for any parent right when you <laughs> yeah. see your child on the games <laughs> and i know i talk to a lot of uh, other eo members as well i talk to my forum mates and these like that. And everybody's always mentioning this, right? And and yeah. it's naturally all of us blame the game gaming mm. uh, companies. La. So how can yeah. they create such a game? You know, getting all these kids uh, hooked yeah. on it and things like that. Yes. Right? But I guess what you're trying to say is that, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's uh, possible for anybody to get that advice, right? To, to just don't pay attention. Does it mean that we don't care? Um, not really. I mean, I, I, I don't see it that way. Yeah. But uh, I see it in a such a way that, you know, I mean, we care, you know, for them. But I guess it's like, don't impose like a discipline kind of things, a rule to them. Show more love. 
yeah, your love, you know, for them, they will feel it one day. Yeah. So right now, uh, recently, I saw one note that he wrote, you know, to his, like, he's now uh, uh, serving NS in a police force. So he's supposed to write, you know, like a journal and all this. So he wrote about the experience of me sending him to international school. So now the angle is very different. So he really become, he, he is grateful that I sent him to international school and he knows that that changes his life. So they must have that self-realization. I think it's really about letting them feel feel it for themselves. Mm, right? yes, we yes. can't we can't really force anything. And I guess the word the word that comes to mind is the word experience. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has yes. to experience it somehow, right? Yes. Ah yes, yes, correct. They have to experience it, then they will understand it. Yeah, then they can apply it. Yeah, so I think the old type of education whereby, you know, like in school, we're taught like this, do this, do that, you know, has changed. So they have to experience it, they apply it, then they can actually learn faster. Mm. Many years ago, as growing up as a kid, right, uh, somebody said this to me and it didn't reflect upon me until much later in age. And they said that, uh, you know, when you, you put a bird in a cage or you put anything in a cage, right? The only thing that the animal thinks about is how to get out, mm. right? And I guess that's what you're trying to say, right? In your experience, as the more we clamp down, the more we cage the person, I'm not thinking about what should I do in my cage? <gasps> how do I improve my cage? Yeah. I'm just trying to say, how do I get out? Yeah. How do yeah. I get out now? Yeah, the more you don't want them to do, right? The more they will want to do it. Again, right? I, I really don't know whether it's easy for many other parents, yeah. and I reflect upon my own personal life. Right? Uh, I grew up as a, I grew up with a single mother, and you know I was a very rebellious kid, nah. very rebellious kid. Got into very many different incidents and things like that, and I I turned out okay, lah, right? Rest assured. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God I turned out okay, but I always ask myself why? How did I turn out okay? I think after hearing you, I reflect upon it. And it was it's very true, you know, Annie. Uh, my mom wouldn't really restrict me, but my mom will always tell me what is good in the yeah. world. Yeah. How do you become a good person? Yeah. And although at that time, I was like, mm. ah, you know what you're talking about? I'm so rebellious, right? I think when I became more mature and when the day that it clicked, mm. then I understood what it meant mm. to be a good person. So the question I have for you then is this. So if other EO members are facing this, because mm. I know many, mm. how, how would they go through this change themselves mm. to, to improve the situation with their child? Okay. Um, I think the number one thing is that uh, they have to realize it themselves, whether, you know, what is their goal? Their goal is to have a good relationship you know with their child or their goal you know is to uh, have a child that is a doctor you know or a lawyer yeah so if they understand that goal already right you know then they will have like various options to how to you know um, um, go to that the strategy to go to that and then the tactic you know for the strategy yeah so for me my goal is really to build you know a good relationship with my boys and my boys to really have a good relationship with Jesus 
So for me to build that good relationship, I know that I cannot be like, you know, doing things that they don't like. For example, controlling them and making, giving them tuition, asking them to force them for tuition and then, you know, for, uh, force them to do the subjects they don't like to do or, you know, restrict them in, uh, in uh, gaming. Because if I do that, right, immediately they switch off. They don't want to build a relationship with me. The only thing they want to do is whenever mother comes, it's just nagging and nagging and nagging. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, I want to focus on that relationship. Then I have the opportunity to impart, like what you say, all the, like, the good values, you know, into them. Awesome, Annie. Annie, it was really a good conversation with you today. Uh, I think really my, my biggest takeaway, and I hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast today really understands that, you know, we we really need to let people chart their own lives. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. And like what we experience in our own lives, we charted our own. So why are we charting our kids' lives now? We should give them the opportunity to chart their own lives as how they see fit. Yeah, I on, on that, right? I mean, recently I heard a real-life story. Okay, so someone's son okay, study the whole life, you know, until he graduated, you know, from NUS medical school. So on the day of the graduation, he bring the uh, certificate to his father and say that, that, you know, this is for you, you know, and the next day he did was that he packed up and he actually migrated overseas and he didn't come back anymore. And that was really a very sad, you know, story to me. Yeah, thanks for reminding us today, Annie, about what is what is the true importance? Is it relationship or is it, you know, whether or we want something of our kids? And I think the most important thing in life is really, you know, the one thing that we can never ever uh, take back, which is the time spent with them. Yes. Right? Yes. Annie, I know we started this conversation about you pivoting through a software <laughs> as a service, but it was so amazing that, um, you know, we ended up with really talking about parenting, raising kids, and how you pivoted and changed through that. So thank you once again, Annie, thank for being you. on this show. I'm grateful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, that was uh, Annie Yap uh, from EO Singapore. Thank you very much for being here today and listening to Phoenix Rising as we talk to entrepreneurs and not only their journey through business, but also through life. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to an EO APAC production. If you enjoyed today's episode, do hit subscribe and share it with your friends and family. I look forward to sharing with you the next story of a Phoenix Rising.